Guys, I want to invite you to our Facebook group. It's Owner Operator Forum. So if you join, you're gonna be with a lot of like-minded people, business, trucking business oriented. Jose and I are there answering questions. We have a lot of behind the scenes and extra footage. So Owner Operator Forum Facebook group, join right now. We're also hiring. If you're a driver or an owner operator looking for a safe place and a good place to be, head us up at erateam.us. It's E-R-A team.us and you will have instructions how to reach out to us and we would be more than happy to have you on our team. But the goal would be, you know, if we can make a better product with a synthetic that, hold, that lasts longer, it doesn't break down as quickly, that means case-by-case case basis, you can potentially extend your drain, not have to change the oil as often, so now you're using less oil. Wendy, how's it going? Good. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Finally, we made it. Yes. Uh, you were supposed to come a little earlier, but uh, things didn't work out. How's everything going with you? Man, it is so crazy in the industry right now. It, I feel like I'm barely scraping by yeah but uh it's good it's good to be busy uh business is definitely up from last year you know mm -hmm. with COVID and everything and, yeah. and i feel fortunate that i work with trucking and construction because during COVID, i didn't really slow down yeah. that those industries kept rolling but um there's definitely a difference now between last year and this year so far and all of the crazy changes you know i'm sure you see with yeah. inflation product shortages driver shortages you know it makes getting product and getting product from point A to point B very difficult right mm -hmm. now. Yes. Uh, so dealing with those fires and headaches. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is crazy. But tell me, uh, tell us what you, who you present uh, what, and what do you do? Let's just start with that. So I am basically just, you know, a glorified sales rep in the field. I work for Realco Lubricants and we represent Shell brand products as well as some of our own brands. Um, I basically go around and try to get new accounts for them and, and, and promote them. And, and really, I just like to help people. That's the fun that I have is coming into a shop like yours, getting a feel for what they're doing, seeing if there's anything I can help them with. And even if you don't want to become a customer, I love what I do so much that yep. if, if someone needs a resource, because you know this between all the OEMs and what they require and everything that's on the market, it can get pretty confusing mm -hmm. to try to figure out what you need to be using. And that's where I like to help. That's my favorite part is the technical side, the recommendation side to, to take your questions and try to find the right answer. Um, okay. And so I have people who don't work with me that know I like to help that will shoot me a message and say, hey, I've got this coming into the shop for repairs. What do I use? What the mm -hmm. heck's going on here? And, and I love those. So we'll get, we'll get to that. Uh, so you are, would you consider, uh, consider yourself an oil expert then? Not to where I would like to be, right? Like I probably deal with a little bit of that imposter syndrome, but mm -hmm. I'm good at finding the answers. Um, I, I study a lot. I've put myself through a lot of certifications and things, but most of, I would say, what we do comes with experience. And so, you know, mm -hmm. I'm eight years into the industry, into this role, but my 20, 30-year veteran counterparts know a lot more than I do, for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Uh, so we'll get there, okay. you know. I do my best. That's good. Well, let's see. Let's test you out. Uh, well, first, I was going to like what what you mentioned it a little bit. What, what inspired, inspired you to get into this? It was totally by chance. Um, I was kind of lost coming out of school, 
I had worked in the health and fitness industry forever. Um, man, didn't know, you know, thought medical industry, didn't want to go for four more years of school and get more debt. I went, I went the route that everybody told you you had to do and go for your university, get your degree, get all this debt. Um, wish I would have known that there were other paths to take, which is why I, I promote a lot of the trades now mm-hmm. and some of the things I do. But I uh, was working here in Chicago at a, a fitness club and uh, doing sales, and a woman came in to buy a membership, and she was a manager at a local distributor here, an oil distributor, who's now a competitor of mine, Okay. and said, hey, I like your personality. I think you'd be great for this position I have open. Why don't you come interview? And you know, I w- at this time, I decided I, I was going to be a police officer, okay. so I was doing a lot of ride-alongs and stuff and testing, and I said, you know, I'm flattered. Thank you, but I'm, this is what I'm doing. She was so persistent that I said, you know what? What the heck? I'm going to go see what it's about. Mm-hmm. I had never been exposed. You know, this is in Elk Grove here. Okay big industrial park here in Chicago had never been around that type of industry with everything going on and moving and I was like this is kind of cool you know and um, they offered a salary it was for a marketing position Mm -hmm. coming out of college with all this debt it was like okay all right, salary let's try it we'll see how it goes and from there I was not so good at the marketing stuff that was a very like high level things that I didn't have experience with. So I, I'll admit I was not a good employee for that role. Okay. Um, six months in, they switched things around and kind of eliminated my position, which was a nice way of getting rid of me. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame them. You know, I, I was lost. But I decided I loved it. I wanted to be in the field. I reached out to one of the reps that they had with a lot of experience and said, hey, you know, I, I, I like this. Can, can I shadow you? a little bit and see what it's like out there and so I did and um, he was more industrial so we went into the steel mills down in Gary mm-hmm. and that was my first real exposure to it in the field and it was like okay this is I want to do this I saw that a competitor was hiring which is my last company I never would have thought I've worked for all three shell distributors here in Chicago now um, and I, I saw they had a position open for a sales rep and I went for an interview and, and got the job the same day and it really lit a fire under me um, and I was able to now kind of make some of the connections with what I was seeing on the marketing side and on the okay. back side with what's going on in the field. Um, and that fire that I had led me to, to become self-certified, you know, put myself through different programs and trainings and, and try to become an expert and really learn it. And so okay. here I am. How many years into it? Eight years. Eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's dig in. Um, I would say I'm trying to see where I can start with actually. So what what what's the function of an oil? And let's start with basics. Like like let's let's talk about semis, right? Particularly semi trucks. Uh, our guys are you know they know more or less the general information around. Hey, I got to change my fuel uh, oil uh, every certain uh, mileage. But what what what's oil really? What does it do to a, to an Lubrication engine? Lubrication 101. Yes. All right. Well, we'll go to 201. Your main your main <laughs> thing, right, is uh, to prevent wear from friction because you've got all those moving parts touching each other in there. Mm-hmm. So you're preventing that wear from occurring. You are removing heat. You're cleaning it. So in, in like an engine oil that would go in a truck, you're, you have detergents. So you're keeping the oil clean and suspending any debris and, and contaminants that get in there. Um, Really, I would say those are the three main functions of the oil that you guys are using. Okay, so what's 15W40? 
So this is a multi-grade oil, a multi, you know, what a multi-grade used to have straight weights back in the day. So it would just be a 40 weight, a 50 weight, a 30 weight. Mm -hmm. Now they've improved technology to where you have what is called a viscosity improver, a VI improver, which is a little polymer that's in these oils that allows them to maintain their viscosity, so their weight across multiple temperature ranges. So your 15 is your winter, your W stands for winter in there, and that's how the oil is going to act in the cold, and your 40 is how the oil is going to act in the hot. Um, so you can you cover a lot of temperature ranges within that one oil. Now, in the diesel world, you have your three main viscosity weights that you could use. You've got your 1540, your 10W30, and your 5W40. There is new stuff coming out now where they've got these multi, um, multi-use multi products that can be used in both gas engines and diesel engines, and those are usually a 530, um, but they're not, they haven't gained much steam yet. They're still pretty new on the market. You won't see OEMs recommending that yet. Okay. Perfect. Synthetic or conventional? What's the difference? Well, conventional is really being <coughs> phased out. It's getting harder and harder to find, and there's there's less and less manufacture of it. It's going to synthetic blend or synthetic. Pretty soon you won't be able to get conventional anymore. Why is that? Uh, well, you've got all your, <coughs> your requirements from, you know, government industries who are saying we need to tighten emissions, we need to... We need to make it uh, a lot more environmentally friendly mm -hmm. um, and so manufacturers are kind of trying to get ahead of that and by saying we're going to to make these things more efficient in anticipation for more government regulation to come out okay meaning synthetics are more efficient yes in, so in, in let's talk about maybe in what way is synthetic so synthetics are Per essentially perfect right like yeah. every molecule every chain in that oil is the same whereas a conventional or a sin blend you have little guys who are kind of all over the place nothing is perfect whereas in a synthetic it is perfect so you're going to get the same results every time you have a less chance you know it takes a lot longer for that oil to break down mm -hmm. um, but really where you see some of this and I know you're you have a question that you're gonna get to here about emissions where what are you talking about I have no <laughs> questions <laughs> where people make the mistake is there's less emissions tied to the oil versus the fuel right um, oil now you, you've got you're going to lighter viscosities so those are they're lighter weights so they're easier to pump through the engine faster mm -hmm. it takes a less effort to get that through the engine you're going to get better cold start protection on the on the lighter viscosities because they can flow in there quicker in the cold um, and there's less wear occurring but the goal would be you know if we can make a better product with a synthetic that hold, that lasts longer it doesn't break down as quickly that means case-by-case case basis you can potentially extend your drain not have to change the oil as often so now you're using less oil mm -hmm. and then if that oil is more efficient you'd be improving your fuel economy you know it's very minimal, it's minimal. someone like you it's might there, you might see it because mm -hmm. you your trucks are going on a lot farther you know you might be going coast to coast so you're going to mm -hmm. see that that fuel economy whereas most of the fleets around here that i deal with are just local regional a lot of stop and go a lot of high idle mm -hmm. they're not going to see that fuel economy improvement by switching over to a synthetic whereas someone like you probably is yeah so it's it's cr i also do regional we do otr but 
um, it's it takes a little bit of effort to actually track that sa the, yes. that saving, which is why. So when I when I was an owner up, I paid attention to all that, right? But then all of a sudden, when you start building a fleet, you really have to create an extra uh, way of tr tracking it and and eliminating the variables and and trying to figure out, okay, is this really paying off to switch to full synthetic? And to be honest with you, with <clears throat> tell me maybe if you agree with me here or or. When you're buying a new truck, it makes sense. But when you're starting to rack up miles in a half million plus, does it still is it still does the synthetic still do its job, or is it safe to switch if you didn't have? Yeah, a I would say yes, but it's so case specific, right? So it could be it depends on how that specific driver handles mm -hmm. his truck, um, and it, maybe the health of the truck. The and health engine of itself, the truck, right? yep, right? Because lighter oils they they can slip through the cracks a little easier. So if you have an, an older truck that mm -hmm. has separation and leaking issues you're yeah. gonna you're gonna deal with that on a lighter oil but the oil itself will still hold up better like it's designed to to stay together longer the additive package is stronger you're gonna get more protection for a longer period of time mm -hmm. um i see you know rotella is a big one that on their marketing promotes their half a million million plus people that use their synthetic products they glorify that you know that we've got all these people using using this product and they're mm -hmm. well over a million miles because they've used our product so really i would say it, it's really case specific yeah yeah i i agree so you just have to understand your engine and yes. know if it's safe or if it's actually going to help you or not and, and that's uh, what you know like oil testing yeah. it comes in you know if you've got oil analysis available and you're really trying to to keep that an eye on that mm -hmm. i would recommend it that would help i've done that what do you think about uh purification systems uh, on unit purification systems have you had experience with anybody that's maybe using it in their fleet or own? do you know what i'm talking about uh, you can pure like you can just clean that oil and just keep testing the oil and then you just use it for two hundred fifty thousand miles or however long because you don't have to s drop it you just keep, have you, you have you heard I about that? I have not had any okay. experience with this, at least in the trucking side. So I see this more on the manufacturing side, where people have like secondary filtration systems to try to help extend the, yes. the cycle. So so in trucking, you have systems that um, they it's an additional unit, and then just filters the the the, the oil, and all you do every fifteen or twenty or whatever your interval uh, changes are. Uh, you drop, put a new filter in, and you you pull a test, and you send it for a lab and, and see what actually is happening. I would say that that's very efficient. That's, yeah, that's it a is. great idea. Yeah, so so I it's been a while um, since I've looked into it into this, but I considered it when I was starting when I was driving. I considered it, and I started digging into it, but I never I never really ha I don't really have experience using it, but I've known people that've been using it, and they they've been they've been very happy with it so then you can just extend you can run the oil as 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 long as the oil holds it's up. healthy mm -hmm. yeah and it holds up right yep. um i would say that's probably a great option for someone who has a large fleet that uses a lot of oil that could be a good cost mm -hmm. saver so is is so what what makes oil is is can oil be old let's say the truck sits right how does that work as far as um, what the, what happens with the oil? So if in this case, if a truck is sitting, really the oil is not getting used, so the oil itself is not breaking down, right? I mean, it would take years for the additive package to really break down. You'll, you'll 
someone told me once that if you're at a store and you're buying a jug of oil, if you see it suctioned in like it's got a vacuum mm-hmm. in it, that means that the additive package has broken down. Um, to be weary of that, but but really, as long as the oil is in a clean environment, um, it it's it's going to last a very long time. But now, if that truck is sitting, depending on where it's at, you get a lot of water in there. You get a lot of dust and debris that's probably getting in there, mm-hmm. and that's where it's safe to just it's cheap insurance, right? To just yeah. to to change it. it. If that truck hasn't moved in a year, I'd say a year is probably a good mark to to drop it and and just put fresh oil in as your cheap insurance policy. Yeah, I. I like that a lot. So we've touched on briefly on the emissions. So is that why, because you've talked about it already, but I kind of recap, uh, is that why the manufacturers now recommend 35 to 50,000 um, changes? Wh- wh- why is that? That's more of they have done all this testing. They've, they've tried different products in different circumstances, and they have found in their own research that it is safe to say you can utilize oil for this this many miles between these drain intervals but again it is all case specific and depending on what your fleet is doing how the operators are handling it you know how you're taking care of that oil um but it's less to do with emissions than one might think it's there's a small amount that goes into that Mm -hmm. but it's more or less hey how are we going to cover ourselves when we recommend this we've done all this research that says we'll be safe you know legally we're going to be safe if we say they can change their mile or their oil within these drain intervals yeah interesting um in regards to trucking what's the biggest mistake you see owner ops or fleets uh, or truck owners do this is this is really across the board it's it's the cleanliness of the oil in the shop it's it's how they treat that oil once they purchase it once it's delivered whoever they're receiving it especially you know we're talking about businesses here where Mm -hmm. you have a, a, a large shop like this how do they take care of the tank? Is there cross contamination? Mm-hmm. Are you know is that is that oil breathing in a whole lot of dust and debris while it sits there in the tank before it goes into the truck? Um, do they know ahead of time what what they're able to do? How they can consolidate products where they can't consolidate products? Is there you know mechanic quick rush? Does he grab in a jug of this and it's accidentally hydraulic oil or coolant or something and putting it in the engine? Yeah. It's those types of little things that can be fixed through, you know, some support from someone like me where I can mm-hmm. come in and, and make sure everything's labeled right, where we've got proper transfer containers. If you don't have reels and things, making sure your reels and things are labeled right, mm-hmm. helping you with your fleet list to find out where you can consolidate, where it's safe to, where it's not safe to. Um, that's where I see, in my opinion, in my experience, most of the mistakes coming from okay so at the source not really the guys the drivers and the fleet owners it's at the source of where you do your maintenance yes and your oil changes okay interesting so you're you is that how so since you mentioned that how is that what you see in medium-sized because i consider myself a medium-sized shop right and I, i think we would agree you said large i don't think it's a large shop but is that what you see in the medium-sized market uh, as far as shops? Yes. What's the state of, of the condition of oil when you go into those places? Well, a medium-sized business, small business. I mean, these people have usually one person's wearing a lot of hats, right? Mm-hmm. So things get overlooked. They're stressed. They have a lot of things to take care of and handle. And so mistakes can be made pretty easily and quickly. Um, 
So yes, I have had quite a few customers call me and say, oh my gosh, somebody put coolant in the engine. What do I do? What does this mean? Mm -hmm. Or um, we had a test you know, oil sample come back. We don't understand it. What, what did we do here? What's happening in this engine? You know, or did the, did the guy stop off to top off his or top up his sump? He put in the wrong thing. You know, it's, it's those types of things where I feel like they're they're They have so much going on that it's hard for them to pay attention to what's really happening. Understandably so. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's where they hopefully have a good partner in their provider in their in their sales rep whoever it is to help them kind of wear some of those hats and mm -hmm. eliminate the chances for those things happening so meaning uh, you're pretty much adding value to the shop owner hey let me be you know some of be a resource to you yes which is that's um, the goal anyway yeah but do you see that on your side uh, how um, y your type of role obviously that's been on the mar it's it, it's also an older industry just like trucking or diesel repair have you seen that support from your type of role well i try to do it as best yeah. i can <laughs> you know doing but, it very uh, well. but i mean it's it's tough it's tough to sell some people on on that extra service and that value a lot of people i would say someone like in your age range my age range The, the younger guys who are coming in now who are in these fleet manager roles do have that they like to be more I'm going to look at the OEM the manual mm -hmm. I'm going to talk to my sales rep and find out what my options are I'm going to do some research and use the tools that are available to me whereas that older generation is kind of like I've been doing this for years I know what's best exactly. which you know what I appreciate that they know a lot and if it works for them it works for them there's a place for that but exactly but uh it, you know I, it, it's yeah. dependent for sure yeah and i see you coming in as help as somebody that you know the younger generation gets into the industry <clears throat> in the era of um social media and and re like that's the value based the value add is on your end hey like i'll sell you oil but at the same time i'm going to help you make sure And that's how I do things in general, right? Like I, mm -hmm. I go into uh, business relationships and, and, and vendors that offer me the extra support and th that trust is there, right? That they're not just playing me to just to so sell me that, which I can spot that um, pretty easy. But not just me in particular. I think people can usually, people have a good radar for that, right? When somebody's yes. BSing versus, mm -hmm. hey, I'm here to really help and, mm -hmm. and uh, add some extra value. But... Okay, what about if a driver has a leak on the road? And I, I know it's kind of kind of basic, but I want to make sure just we cover that. Like when, when they're losing oil and they have to add oil because they're burning, what's the safest uh, solution if he's not sure what it is, if, if it's not his truck or if he does know, obviously he knows what to buy, but what would you do in a situation? Or would you recommend it's the safest option for people to refill their oil and when they're on the road? Sure. So if he knows, if they know what they're using, the best thing to do would be to try to find that product if they can most most products now my 1540 is going to be really really similar to the next guy's 1540 as long as it's a, a quality branded well-known well-known branded product mm -hmm. um you're you're not going to lose much of your protection that you have in these products by going from brand to brand so rutella to delvec or dello or you know whatever else from the large majors that are out there you're not going to see much of a difference if you go from you know where you have to be careful is switching viscosities so if you've got 1540 in there and you go to 540 
Now, the 1540 is usually conventional. The 540 is synthetic. So now you're going to dilute the synthetic properties of that. You're going to lose that. Mm-hmm. That's fine. You know, you're really not going to, as long as you're not going to push that beyond the drain interval or you're, you're going to deal with it when you can, yeah. you're going to be safe. Um, but you would recommend trying to stay trying to stick with obviously the politically correct answer trying to stick with what the OEM re- recommends mm-hmm. so whatever he can see in his manual or on the engine and if you can't do that just finding a good quality rated diesel product within one of the you know categories 1540 1035 40 whatever is available to him or her at mm-hmm. that time okay now I wouldn't say <laughs> if you're talking about engine oils not available to them that's a whole nother that's story whole other we thing, you yeah. know i don't think there's much you can do in that case yes <laughs> but <laughs> i've i've seen some creative uh things but at, sure. at the same time uh so if if i do mix it right if i ha- i don't have a choice and i'm at a little station they have one oil and i'll i use it mm-hmm. how quickly do i have to change it back to what i had and is that going to affect uh, again it's all case by case you know if you're driving up mountains and you're putting that engine to work and it's hot and it's You know, or if you're having blow, blow-by issues or if you've got <laughs> all that kind of stuff where the oil's being put to the test sooner than later. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if not, if you're just making a pretty easy run, you're fine. You know, if, yeah. if that's your normal here to there, here to there, mm-hmm. you're going to be okay. Everything that's on the market today that's branded is pretty darn high quality and is going to hold up to the test. Okay. What are some of the common questions you get from guys? from owners for truck owners from shop owners what's come back to, like what do you hear a lot what do i use you know okay. hey i have this unit coming in what do i like i had a, a customer he's got a he's a smaller fleet but a beautiful fleet mm-hmm. and takes very good care of it they're on all 1540 he's getting his first post emissions truck in now so he's going to have to carry def Mm-hmm. And that specific unit calls for 1030. Mm-hmm. So he calls me and he says, you know, I really don't want to have to carry two products. What can I do here? What's really going on? You know, and then there's the politically correct answer. And then there's the, the real answer that you can get to underneath that that says, you know what, as long as it is a diesel product, you can use 1540, 1030, 540. You're going to be safe with any one of these. It, even though the OEM's calling for 1030, you're going to be fine using 1540 in it. Mm-hmm. Really, you know, you don't want to avoid the warranty if you're worried about warranty issues and stuff, but but at the end of the day, the difference in the viscosities is for temperature ranges, and there's not a big enough temperature swing in the United States, the continental United States, to worry about switching between a 1540 and a 540 or a 1030. Mm-hmm. You're not going to lose your protection no matter which one you use. So I, would, I told that person, you know, go ahead and consolidate. You're fine putting the 1540 in it. So really, I think that's where most of my questions come on the trucking side is, this OEM calls for this, this is what I carry, what can I do? Or what what should I carry? How can I consolidate? You know, okay. that would Something be the like biggest that. question okay. I think I'm getting. Perfect. When can people find you? Can you tell me about a little bit your social media? Yes, yeah, so I'm the oil lady on Instagram mainly. It's at the dot oil dot lady. Um, I'm on YouTube, I'm on Facebook, I'm on TikTok. Okay, so what <laughs> you, what's cool your YouTube channel? Where all the cool kids channel? are. Yeah, uh, yeah. The YouTube, just go on and search for The Oil Lady. Okay. Um, and you'll find me. The Oil Lady and then Insta- Instagram, right? Yep. I know your Instagram account. So The Oil uh, Lady is your Instagram. Yep. Same thing with YouTube? Yep. And then I have a website too where I try to put the most 
pertinent information that I think the most need to know stuff for people. Mm-hmm. Cut through all the BS. Here's your. Here's what's happening. Here's what you need to know. Here's some tools you can use on my website, and that's the dash oil dash lady dot com. Okay, and people can find you there. Uh, contact you if they have any yep. questions, and you're gonna get thousands of emails right now just because <laughs> how popular we <laughs> that's are. Okay. No. Um, but I'm, maybe, I'm for it. Yeah, you might get some uh, new customers, but yeah. Um, check Wendy out and uh, we're probably missing but I would like to have you on more maybe uh, about some uh, deep dives around oil this is just we can get into specific topics for sure I'm I'm happy Um, to do that and then it's a a pretty broad topic that we can we can cover but thank you for coming I appreciate (laughs) you thanks for having me thank you and uh, subscribe share and we'll talk to you soon